Give me the needle. I like the quiet. I like it here. It's quiet. I need to be by myself where it's quiet. It's quiet, helps me think. Oh boy, it's quiet in here. No, I think I'll just sit here and enjoy the quiet. Just total fucking silence. When it's quiet, like now. Welcome to The Needle Exchange, the podcast and newsletter where our amateur musicologists, the dilettante DJs, curate, discuss, and share playlists built on a common theme. My name is Jim Jewell. I'm your host and your object lesson in the old adage, those who can do, do. Those who can't do, host a podcast about it. Joining me here in the smoky back break room of our fictional record store are... Zach Pruitt, iconic listener and unapologetic Dire Straits fan. Jose Amador, and I owe you an apology. I'll send you an email soon so we can set that up. And Rob McGregor, I am just the saddest boy. Oh, there's going to be a lot of sad boys this week, because here's how this works. Uh, The DJs submitted themes. I drew one of them at random. Playlists were due one week later, and we had 72 hours to listen to all the playlists before gathering here for the debrief and public release. And this episode's theme was quiet. And I want to get your reactions to and takes on that theme in general, but I first have to share with the audience that my first reaction to the resulting list was, you moody emo fucks. (laughs) So tell me, how did you get there from the theme of quiet how did you take that theme uh i it was a challenge uh, i will admit it will, it will admit fuck it yes it was just a challenge it took me uh more than a second to uh get my head around this theme i loved it immediately i uh, thought it was fantastic and i was really really excited to hear what zach and jose would bring i immediately as you do some songs pop into your head which is kind of the fun part of finding out what these themes are. Uh, it's almost like getting a, a, a hand in a new hand in poker and just discovering what you get to play with. And so I got a few songs stuck in my head and then I started thinking, well, okay, what else can we fill this in with? And so I thought of things like uh, lullabies and the quiet spaces that lovers sort of inhabit in the, the negative space. And of course, death. And so that's, that's where I went. Those that, that that was sort of the uh, the launching pad for me, and of course death. <laughs> and course uh, this death. was my theme, so for me it was fairly not as well. It ended up being more challenging than I anticipated, which we'll get into. But uh, yeah, this this was this was mine. You guys both you guys both mentioned that you that it's it was challenging for you, and yet you fucking hit it out of the park both of you totally just absolutely nailed it i think so if that was a challenge for you guys well done in overcoming those hurdles it takes one to know <laughs> one by the way rob as far as like this making is concerned well and rob it's almost like you were reading my draft of the newsletter <laughs> where i was talking about how much the theme influences the tone of this show being something we've learned by episode two and still you guys freaking killed it Like, it's not going to be a happy show, folks. (laughs) When you listen to these playlists, you should do it, uh, as I say in the newsletter, 
after you've doubled your meds, but they're <laughs> so damn good. And it was, a, there was two songs that jumped in my head right away. One of them did appear and one did not. And probably because it's a dancier song that just happens to have silence in the title, <laughs> but didn't really feel like it grabbed the theme. What were the songs? My very first reaction to the theme was, all right, which one of you bitches got dibs on John Cage? <laughs> yeah. And that was the first thing that popped into my head. That was the very first song that popped into my head. Or, I mean, song? Can we, can we call it? Composition? Song? Air quotes. <laughs> Concept. Concept. Yeah. Uh, and then the second was uh, Silence Part 1 uh, from Tune Yards. Uh, and given that Silence Part 2 is literally a shorter version of uh, the John Cage song <laughs> it was a, the setup but it is a it's definitely an upbeat dancey intro to the idea of silence right lovely lovely i'm i'm, I'm really surprised so, that we all managed to avoid nick drake very very surprised oh, that's because i wasn't making a list because i would have totally a cello song would have been the first damn thing on my list of course it was <laughs> ghost baby <laughs> All right, so I can't wait to hear how this thinking actually translated into these lists and hear a little bit about your experience of putting them together because I know I've heard from you all. It wasn't easy. Uh, Rob, you are up first this week. Can oh. you break down your list for us? Oh, shit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, like I said, uh, it began with just a, a few songs that just popped in my head. Uh, the first one was John Cage's 4 minutes and 33 seconds, uh, which was the opening song of my list. Uh, if you're not familiar with John Cage, uh, he was a, uh, an experimental composer, uh, who f challenged notions of tonality and, and, uh, yeah, just tonality, especially in Western music. And he composed this song, uh, this piece called four minutes, 33 seconds, which is actually played by musicians, wherein the musicians will take their positions on the stage. They'll hold their, their instruments at ready or at rest, and they will just sit there for four minutes and 33 seconds and do nothing, not play a note, a single note. And the whole point is it's supposed to be a meditation on uh, on grabbing the, the ambient noise of the environment and the musicality involved with that. And so how, how we can actually mine music from our environment. And it's a song that, I mean, I un ironically listened to it's 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 a liked song on my play on, on my liked uh spotify liked list because when it pops up i like to just kind of meditate on what sounds are around me and what music comes from that so that was the first one that popped in there which means that it it might have been one of the first ones to get jettisoned i the, the first ones that pop into my head that i throw into the list they're usually the first ones that i'll just throw out of the list because they might not fit depending on wh what i find in the rest of the of the music and the second song that popped in my head was the second song that that uh that hit the list which is uh bjork's it's uh it's also quiet and i know that i used bjork last session uh i even pulled from the exact same album post but it's bjork you guys and she's perfect so we just keep her under the list <laughs> if she makes it there right um and i thought it also kind of it, it, it the way that it opens and transitions from the absolute silence. So if you actually do make it through the four minutes and 33 seconds of the first song and you, you do get into Bjork, it just opens up so nicely. It's almost a surprise, but, but it's, it's a lovely welcoming surprise. And it's such a whimsical song that I adore. The third song that popped into my head was the Ying Yang twins, the wait, the whisper <laughs> song, which again, I was ready to just jettison at, the, at a moment's notice if it didn't fit. 
uh, but it stayed, and I'll get to the reason why it did stay. And it's funny yeah. because instead you just injected it into my brain for the last three days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I mean, it'll it'll stick there. It'll stick there definitely. I mean, it's a ridiculous song and it's a horny song. We don't need to say a whole lot about it. But what's funny is that uh, last Sunday when when the themes dropped, uh, I I sat there and I started work, doing a little bit of work on it, and I came inside because I was working outside. I came inside, and now me, my partner, she uh, was sitting here playing a video game, and I was like, ah, new theme for the next uh, podcast dropped. And it's quiet. And she's like, not even looking up. She's like, so uh, Bjerk and Ying Yang twins. And I was like, oh, uh, fucking course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I did skip over uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Uh, so, which I think transitions nicely from, from Bjerk. The the big band horns of, of Bjerk into the hot jazz of Squirrel Nut Zippers. They're singing a song, put a lid on it, you know, quiet it down, keep it down. I, th I think just worked really nicely. And then... The, the, the fourth song that I added, I, I've, I've been wanting to add Pat Metheny into one of our lists at some point, particularly this song, Midwestern Night's Dream, because it has an incredibly, this right here, this incredibly haunting bass melody played by Jacob Astorius. That's so good. And what's funny is that if you listen, it sounds like it's reverbed, like he has a pedal or some electronics involved. He didn't. He played that line twice, and they just laid it over the top. He's just, he was just that good. Um, Jacob Astorius, a genius loss to us way too early. So I got to that point. I got to, I added Pat Metheny, and I was like, well, what will follow Pat Metheny? What will follow this, this beautiful, haunting song? And I was like, oh, I fucking need Knopfler. We need Knopfler in here. Uh, we need Dire Straits, and I know just the one, Private Investigations, which has a very quiet, silent theme to it as well. A private investigator being, you know, sneaking around, finding out all the shit. And then, of course, it's very contemplative and and solemn itself. And by the time I hit that, I was like, ah, it's right here. So by the time I hit this one... I realized, ah, shit, I'm introducing tension. I'm introducing tension into my list. This is tension, and it's kind of resembling a story, uh, a, a story structure. So I had to ask myself, am I, am I telling a story with this list? And I went through the, what I had already, and I was like, ah, fuck, I am. I'm totally telling a story. So by the time I filled out the rest of the list with uh, Ishmael Ensemble's Feather, which came after right after Ying Yang Twins, which thank you for that, Zach. You introduced me to that song uh, like two or three months ago, just before we were playing this game. You yep. made a beautiful walking list that you had made and had that one on, and it, it, it took a chunk out of me. So uh, that one fit perfectly with this narrative that I was writing in my head, followed by uh, after... After Dire Straits, I was like, well, I wonder if Mac DeMarco has something for me. And right there in Salad Days is is uh, is uh, Chamber of Reflection. I was like, that's too perfect. And what's more is that the melody that is played on the, the synth or the stylophone or whatever he's using for that melody, it kind of resembles that really haunting Jacob Astorius bass line, which kind of fit my narrative as well of, of somebody who's lost somebody and then is still humming their song, but it's different and dissonant and weird. And then after that, the melodrama of Damien Rice's Accidental Babies from Nine, which... I am oh, 
happy hand. Your elbow this one slaughtered me. Appropriate place. And we ignored our others. Happy plans. The delicate look upon your it's face. It's so simple. It's so raw. It's so lovely. It's so melodramatic. Uh, it it does a lot of things wrong in terms of just it, it's just so on on the nose. But God damn it, it's such a beautiful song, and he sings it so beautifully with so much pathos. I adore it. And then with that, accidental babies. I wanted to answer the question. Well, did they have the a- accidental baby? And that's where we come to the lullaby of yes, they did. Which the lullaby comes from. Uh, he's a uh, didn't leave no nobody but the baby from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, uh, Emily, Emmy Lou Harris, and Alison Krauss, and Jillian Welch. Haunting and beautiful and gorgeous. And yeah, this that one was a stake in my heart. That was that was the one that killed me during my walk and listen. Nice. I sang along to it. Beautiful. Excellent. Yeah, I, I have to sing every single time. I have to pick out particularly the bass line or the alto line out of that. I have to pick out because it's so dynamic and beautiful and wonderful to sing. And so th- by the time I'd finished the list, I had cried twice and written this story in my head, this little bit of microfiction in my head about uh, that was delivered as a eulogy of somebody who had just died uh, that I had to write down as well. And that's 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 the, the end of my list. Um, and I was, I was devastated Monday, like Monday I had to go to work and it felt like I'd just gone through a breakup. (laughs) Like, you know, you've had that feeling where you've gone through a bad breakup or had a really bad fight with a loved one and you have to go to work the next day and you can't think of anything else and your chest feels heavy and nothing fucking matters. Uh, That's how I felt off of this. And that, that kind of stayed with me for like the past 10 days, you guys, I I think I'm finally just coming out of my funk from making this list. So thank you, Zach, and go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome. Well, that that song that you said that uh, Zach uh, originally uh, suggested to you or, or introduced you to this, this one, I think. That was the start of a three song progression that was the hardest thing for me to not immediately react to in the the various ways we communicate with each other. Like we kind of made this promise. We don't tell each other what we're thinking about these lists until we get here. And I wanted to react to that from Ishmael Ensemble to Pat Metheny to Dire Straits. That was a three song run that just nailed it, man. That was beautiful. Excellent. I'm glad you really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I love putting that together as well. Jose and Zach, uh, what were some of your reactions to uh, Rob's quiet list? And I, I wish you could all see the face I just got to see. <laughs> all right. Okay, here we go. So I had two predictions before I even started listening to your list, Rob. One was that the, was that the list was either going to open or close with a track that was just nothing but silence. And the other prediction was that it was going to have it's oh so quiet on there because I knew you loved Bjork and I knew it was just going to be too hard for you to resist. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what I was not expecting was private investigations. And when that came on, I, I wrote down in my notes in, in all caps, thank you. 
um i love that i love that song i love the album i love love over gold love over gold has both that track and one of the best songs ever written telegraph road which i, th- mm-hmm. I think doesn't get nearly enough love from people Knopfler in general uh i don't think gets enough love as a songwriter um agreed and it's it, this this reminded listening to this song reminded me of a conversation i had with somebody many years ago when i was playing dire straits for them and he was like Noveler is, is somebody who just occurs. And what he meant by that was like, he has such an easy demeanor and conversational style to his music that if you were to meet him at a bar and just start talking to him, it would be a couple of minutes before he realized he was actually singing to you. Like he's just got that, you know, he just kind of happens. And so it became a running joke of ours. Like just, you know, be careful because Mark Noveler might just pop up <laughs> and, t- and, and tell you a story. <laughs> a really long 10 minute story, but it's got a, you know, it's got a big kicker at the end. Um, but yeah, I just, man, I just love that track. I hadn't, I hadn't heard it in a while and it just, I was just like, thank you. It's so good. The Yin Yang Twins song came on and I wrote down, Oh, good Lord. Um, <laughs> but the good thing about that song is that I, I recognized it because Girl Talk actually uh, sampled that song for his uh, album Night Rippers on the first track. Yep. And I was like, that's where that comes from. But yeah, I so you you mentioned Rob that you did write something uh, an accompanying little piece of fiction for this playlist. Um, I was surprised to learn that you did it when you were halfway through putting the, the list together. I just kind of assumed that the, the the eulogy that you actually wrote came first and then the list get followed. But no, so I, I was really impressed by that. But I had already listened to your list before you linked it for us. And listening to it again, having read the eulogy, really added a whole other layer of potency to it. Um, and uh, I just thought it was a really cool idea. And the playlist really does tell <laughs> a cool story. Um, and yeah, I agree with Jim. I think the that, that three-song run is fantastic. They're very similar in tone, but completely different in intent which is a kind of a hard thing to pull off really. Like not all of us get to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I think you two do it really well <laughs> all the goddamn time. The, the, the um, private investigations, just really quick on that love over gold. Uh, Jim and I went to silver platters to buy some, buy some vinyl the other day or last week. And I pulled it. I pulled, I found that I pulled it out and it was a master copy, $90. I was holding on to Ooh. it and I was already holding on to like $250 worth of vinyl in my arms. I was like holding onto this album going, Jim, I want it. And Jim's like, and Jim's like, why is it like, maybe that's a project album that you, you know, you, you, you know, think about and you finally get. And I was like, yeah, but it's here now, Jimothy. <laughs> it's here now. And I want it now. It was so me being in the dad mode. It was. Of, no, you put that back on the shelf. 100%. You got to save up mode. for it. Uh, and I, I actually used Private Investigations very heavily in a production of uh, True West that I did uh, at Arts West back in like 2001. Wow. Uh, the director, uh, Mary Beth, who's wonderful, uh, she really wanted Knopfler uh, to be sort of the bumper music and the through line for 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 that and tonally it works amazingly for that play uh which by the way is a play that i would love to do with any one of you motherfuckers at any goddamn time i will do that play uh but we needed a, they didn't have a sound designer and we had very little budget so i was like i'll just throw throw together a, a playlist for you 
uh, and do the sound design for it. And so I, I, I use that a lot for the bumper music and it worked perfectly. Nice. So uh, the, uh, I, I got the list. I, I mean, I got the, uh, the link story uh, and I read that first uh, before I got, and, you know, I figured what the hell, why not? You know, um, I'm so used to the other way around uh, and I'm glad that I did because uh, if I didn't, I'd be having so many questions about the Yin Yang twins and what it was doing on that list. <laughs> it would, it would, for me, I mean, I laughed. And I dug the the hell out of that song, but uh, what? Um, and the list actually made that give me the context that I needed to be like, okay, I see where this is going, and accept the rest of it. Because I'm glad that I didn't have, I had that peace of mind because my God, the Ishmael ensemble, that song, th- that that song, and there's another one in Zach's. A list that were like I'm taking these with me, and you know these are mine now. So yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I felt when I first heard it a few months back in Zach's list. This is the worst possible way to express a very sincere thought, but you all have improved my Spotify algorithm so much. <laughs> oh hell yeah, <laughs> it's true. Same same here. Uh, well, uh, Jose, you happen to also be uh, the next list up uh, to break down how you took on this theme. Are you ready to do that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, like I said, I I had some some trouble um, uh, deciding on what I was going to do with this list, uh, and for for reasons I'll explain a little bit later. But just to give you an idea of like uh, my both my process and what I was going through with this. Uh, with this list here are some of the, the, the things that went into the inspiration file. Uh, Beirut, Brian Eno, Uncle, Bjork's Vespertine album, uh, Shabazz Palaces. Uh, eventually, like I was just throwing everything I could into the inspirational file just to just to like, you know, let's see what if anything sticks. And I started like throwing stuff from the Art of Noise uh, in there, which uh, my own personal word bubble Art of Noise is going to be showing up a lot along with various other names. Uh, And remember that they had an ambient collection, they had an album that was just nothing but all their ambient songs. And that that kind of gave me an idea. Uh, and from there, actually, let me let me get into let me get into the actual list. So, uh, so the list begins. Here we go with uh, Odd Nosdom's "Up in Flames," which is a welcoming in and just kind of like setting the stage for uh, for what's going to come. From there, we head to Laurie Anderson's "Looking for You." That's from the United States album Live. Uh, just a seminal work from her. And um, if you have three hours to kill, I highly recommend pulling this up on Spotify or God forbid, buying your own copy and listening to it. Uh, There (laughs) we head into Karima Walker's Hands in Our Names, just a lovely little sound experiment. And there we... That was a voice I need to hear a lot more of. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sorry. There's there's so much out there. Uh, uh, From there, uh, we head to David Burns. And uh, one of the most ambivalent love songs I have ever heard, uh, I Know Sometimes a Man is Wrong. Uh, And from there, it was just a hop, skip, and a jump over to uh, the thing that uh, I went to from The Art of Noise, uh, the KLF, or the Copyright Liberation Front, Mm -hmm. uh, also known as the Justified Ancients of Moomoo, furthermore known as the the Jams. Yep. 
So this is the opening seconds from uh, their album, Come Down Dawn, which is a remix of their original album, uh, Chill Out, which is one of the first ambient house music concept albums. And uh, when I started like picking songs from there, I decided that that's what this list was going to be. It was going to be an ambient music, house music uh uh, concept album. I tried to do as much as possible to make that a reality. Uh, I chose music, both uh, instrumentals and with lyrics that were really quiet and playing with that in order to re- really fulfill the chill out um, uh, music, the the ambient music, which it, from its origins is basically you go, you know, in raves, there is, uh, you know, there's loud music and there's parties, et cetera, and so forth. But they would have a special section set aside for people who were coming down off of whatever drugs they were on. And in that room would be very low light and then just ambient music playing just to chill everybody out. And so, yeah, just wall to wall sound, chill music um, and just just calming down. Um uh, so from from the from that album from Come Down Dawn we have uh, what the concept of the album is. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, the concept of the album is traveling from uh, New York City down to Mexico City, and it's supposed to happen in in the course of the album. So uh, in the list we go from Atlantic City to Philadelphia, and then from Philadelphia to Baltimore. And then uh, once that's done, we head into Amon Tobin's uh, Slowly, just a fun little tune that just comes up out of nowhere. And then Solange Knowles and Beltway. Um, and our, this is my find for this list. I have not heard anything of hers. I just found this song on a playlist called uh, Ambient, and, uh, Ambient for Niggas. Uh, because niggas need gongs too is the <laughs> is the slogan is the slogan on the list, and I, I couldn't help it. Uh, but I'll be coming back to Solange. I was really impressed with this and a couple of other songs on this album. Um, so yeah, the name of the song is Beltway. Uh, from there, we head to the Flaming Lips and their little atheist agnostic little ditty called Vein of Stars. Such lovely playfulness in the two channels with the bass line going back and forth. Just a great little song. That was um, from The Wizards at the Break of Dawn or something like that. Um, I forget the full name of the album. But it's the follow-up to Yoshimi. And... um, because it lives in that shadow, a lot of people overlook it. There's a lot of good stuff in that album. Uh, from Flaming Lips, we head to The Creatures and Morinha, which is one of the many little happy accidents that I, I had with this list. And then to round things up is Yola Tengo's Nightfalls on Hoboken. Such a satisfying final song to a great Just the way it it comes out of the lyrics and into that solo at the end, that long drawn out solo at the end, 
Um, it, it's just a beautiful thing. And if you've listened to Yola Tango, you know that that's kind of their bread and butter is those kinds of things just kind of play in that quiet and well, not necessarily always, but it, it is one of their uh, fortes is doing that slow jam. Yep. Especially um, when they get jammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jim, when you, when you told us that, you know, when you called us all a, a bunch of email, what was the thing you said? Um, <laughs> the, the, the phrase would be moody emo fucks. Yeah. So um, I had like a, a weird reaction to that, you know, once I filtered through like, you know, what emo means and how it's used and then, you know, the definition of emo and music and blah, 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 blah. I just, it was not my intention. <laughs> my intention was to create this other thing, this nonstop music soft thing. And it, it uh, not that I'm objecting to it. I mean, like I said, it's a happy accident. Uh, there's, well, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Thinking back, I, I believe that the, the moody in the emo we're actually roughly 50-50 you and Zach. <laughs> like, you were the most moody. Like, you were clearly soundscaping us. I felt like there was maybe some neuro-linguistic programming going on. Zach, you were beautifully fucking emo in that list. Even, like, when you got a classical, it was the most emo classical. I don't think that also means necessarily that, Rob, I was describing you as then fucks oh no i'm a fuck. just collectively <laughs> I, I will represent the fuck but, part of that i, 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 I you will the you're the one that's got the yin yang twin song you're, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> so the order that i listened to those the, the them actually that no, this might be true the order i listened to them it was jose zach ah, and rob that's hilarious and i did come home after that walk and go moody emo fucks <laughs> um, good save jim <laughs> seriously um but yeah no a happy accident you know I, another happy accident is the way that the 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 songs with lyrics kind of connect to each other uh the creatures song if you read the lyrics kind of refer to things that happened earlier in the list it was just like i didn't intend for any of this this but here we are. There it is. I didn't catch that. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't catch that either. I got to listen to it again. So, yeah, it's a, it's a whole bunch of little things like that. Oh, wow. Cool, 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 cool. So, yeah, that's that's my list. Excellent. Uh, one thing that the audience doesn't really know is that uh, that you all share clips uh, to, to t tell me what clips to pull to have them on, on deck. And Jose pulled a clip from his own song for the, his own choice. Uh, and then, Rob, you also ended up pulling a clip from the same artist. Uh, I'm going to play that now as a, just a way to like, I'm, I'm curious why you guys focus on different parts, but. So this is off of Philadelphia to Baltimore, the KLF. It was the second one that. Oh, God, listen to him. That's not that's not engineered. He's he's making those, the the guy yeah. whoever they got to do the Cargera, uh, for for this track, which by the way, why would you find somebody doing Cargera between Philadelphia and Baltimore? I don't know, <laughs> but it doesn't fucking matter. It's dope as fuck. They're justified in ancient man. What else do you need? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ancients of yeah, and of Mumu. 
Uh, no, I pulled that clip because I wanted to talk about that car gear because it is some of the tastiest I've heard or that you can you can hear on on record. It's so beautiful. And the singer had just such a command of the overtones with that whistle. And uh, of course, with the with the subharmonics that he was doing. Uh, Give our audience the uh, definition of Kargira. Kargira is a form of uh, throat singing that is often done uh, in in Asia, uh, Mongolia, what have you, which it, it entails uh, it, it entails singing and using uh, engaging uh, vis- not uh, vestibular folds in your throat that are not your larynx, which can cause a secondary tone of, from the fundamental tone, which will then cause a harmonic creating a tone that you hear that is a an octave below what you're actually singing. Uh, so you can hear a... That's, I'm not doing Kargira there. I'm doing subharmonic bass singing, but that's kind of the same concept. And then on top of that, they manipulate the vowel sounds that they create with their mouths, which causes an overtone sound, which is that, that, that whistling that all happens within the mouth itself. Uh, it's just beautiful and haunting, and I'm fascinated by car gear and throat singing in general and subharmonic bass singing. It's it's something that will probably come up in my future lists at some point. So that, and that was really just a setup to, to hear what, uh, what you and Zach have to uh, say about Jose's list. Well, uh, because I was I was privileged to pull the clips from Jose. I guess I'll go first if that's okay with you, Zach. Um, go for it. So yeah, Jose, I listened. I listened to both of your lists at least five times, uh, at least at the very least. And Jose with you, it wasn't until the third time, the third listen that I started biting down on what I was feeling. The first time I went through, I was like just allowing the music to wash over me. I was allowing you to challenge me with the, with, with what you were doing and what have you. And I got a little, uh, just a skosh, uh, pissy that you're like you're gonna make me listen to an 18 minute jam song you bitch <laughs> fuck you <okay?" laughs> which i'm glad you did and i listened to it all the way through every single goddamn time because it was so good um but i realized by the third time i was like i'm feeling something as i'm listening to this what is it that i'm experiencing and i realized by the third time that you're taking me on a journey now i'm glad that i got the context of what you that that is a kind of a chill out room, which ambient sound, what have you. I love that. And I'm going to give it another listen with that in mind. But what I got from it, that you were taking me on a journey, but here's the thing is that it's a journey that I'm experiencing or waking up in media rest in the middle of the journey, bound and gagged in the trunk (laughs) of a moving car. (laughs) And I'm, I'm trying to find all the sounds, figure out all the sounds. I dare not say a word. I need to be quiet. It's like because that scene in sneakers. To, exactly. One hundred percent the scene in sneakers where Marty Bishop is in the trunk and he's gotta stay quiet or else Eddie Jones is gonna fucking cold cock him again. Uh yeah, it's one hundred percent that. And that's how I how I approached your list. And it was it, it it it's a very satisfying way to actually go through your list. And by the time you get to Solange, or actually even a little before that, I think perhaps but by the time that you get through KLF Amon Tobin. Uh, yeah, by the time you get to Solange, you kind of hit your your where your your destination, and you're let out, and it's kind of a chill party. It's just kind of a chill dance party where people are just chilling. There's a bonfire happening somewhere that uh, that's being run by by uh, the folks, the fine folks at Flaming Lips, and oh, look, Susie Sue showed up. Yay, we get Susie, 
and uh, of course Yola Tango is, is sitting there just jamming along. So that's that that's ultimately the story or the journey that I I I, I allowed your playlist to take me on, uh, and I really appreciate it. It's fantastic. Thank nice. you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So I first thing I wrote down was sonically amazing. And then below that, I wrote headphones in all caps because um, I started listening to this on my my AirPods, which I love my AirPods. I think they sound great. They got really good noise canceling. I wear them for most activities. But as soon as I got through like the second song on this one, I had to break out my Sony studio monitors. And um, yeah, because this one was it, it like Rob said, it really I wrote down just take a healthy handful of mushrooms and go out for a night of deep culture in the city. Um, I win. I win. It sounds <laughs> No, it's just like like is this what art sounds like because it kind of sounded to me like it sounded like a soundtrack to an art installation or a performance piece. Especially like it actually Laurie sounded Anderson. Yeah, the Laurie Anderson. Um and the Laurie Anderson followed by the uh, by the Karima Walker were very voice heavy. And there were a couple of other, like a lot of the songs that weren't strictly instrumental were very vocal centered. And I was wondering if that was something that you did intentionally or if it just kind of came together like that because it just, everything was almost specifically like voices are guiding you on this journey. Uh, it, to really briefly answer that question, uh, yes, kind of intentionally. Uh, I had a, a set number of songs, but I needed like, for example, a, a transition from uh the odd nosdom to the Karima Walker. I didn't know what to do there. And then I ran into the Laurie Anderson and it just happened to be slightly artificial, like the odd nosdom and then voice heavy, like the Karima Walker. And that stuck that in there. Uh, same thing with the David Byrne. I needed something to go from the Karima Walker over to the KLF. And uh, mm. the, um, the Byrne had that soundtrack that just led right into the KLF and, um, seeing us, that's what I was going for. That's how I ended up using those things. Yeah, I, uh, I was, um, it was, it was nap time for me kind of middle of the day. I usually take a nap around like one, one, one thirty, And I was just coming up on the Yolo Tango song and I was like, perfect. <laughs> this is the song. <laughs> this is the song I'm going to take a nap to because when I nap, I'm not fully asleep, but I'm also not fully awake. That's and hilarious. that song is the perfect soundtrack to a nap. Um, <laughs> and it was one of those things where it really, it brought up some cool visuals and I was just like, oh, this is great. And it, it went by in a flash and, it, and the song was over. And I was just like, wow, man, I time traveled. I'm going to do that now because I'm also a napper. So I'm, I'm totally going yeah. to take a lot tango. Either of you take a look at the lyrics by any chance? I haven't. No. Not for that one. No. Okay. All right. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, two two quick questions and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll let go. Uh, um, or two quick points. Uh, the question first. Uh, so, in my hunt for that never ending uh, stream of music, uh, I discovered the the two second crossfade was the perfect time to negate a lot of those, uh, especially Spotify and the quiet songs. Uh, they they have a tendency to have like about eight seconds of silence. So turning on the crossfade really just helped that along. And I don't know if you either of you use that. If any of you use that, cool. I did. I did it the first time, and then I and then I did it. I played it again without the crossfade, and was like, nope, it's got to go back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, I did it as well the first time, and then I didn't for the next two times because I was like, oh, no, I think it stands alone on its own. Sweet. It's just fine. Good to know. Good to know. I figured that'd be but, the case, but 
Yeah, because I mean, the the theme is quiet. And that's one of the things I loved playing with in my list as well is that for once, you don't have to avoid the songs that have six to eight seconds of silence at the end. You can play with that, allow that to be part of the whole thing, Very true. which I started with John Cage. So fuck, I've already set the theme for that for the for the lists. Um, but but I but for the after the third listen of your list, Jose, the other two, I, I threw it back on and it's beautiful. It works really well. Um, I don't think it's something that I'll employ moving forward myself, but I do fucking love the fact that that's an uh, an option. It's it's a, yeah, because I tend to, so I turn it on and then I forget that it's on. So then I'm listening to some other album and it's like, oh wait, no, damn it! So it is very much uh, damn. It, it 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 can be a trap to fall into, but mm-hmm. for it in the right instances, it works out, and in this one, it did. Um, I, I listened to both of yours several times over uh, before I go there uh, really quickly about chill out the KLF album, the, the original KLF album that it's really hard to come by. If you're extremely expensive, if you go on Discogs uh, worth it, but you can also find it on, uh, on YouTube and you can find the, listen to the entire thing on YouTube and so, that's it. And the reason why it's hard to find is because KLF deleted their entire catalog in 1992. That's a whole story. That's, that's just a said, whole conversation. Fuck it, and they deleted their entire catalog. And so, and so, uh, uh, rude. Come, come down. Dawn is is a remix of that because they're trying to recreate their catalog. Yeah, and I feel like that should be our, our first spinoff uh, podcast if we become successful. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Telling those like lost stories uh, of music like that one. Uh, come down, down is the best of all the remixes. I will say. I will say that the others. Anyway. That's it. That's sure. it for me. I do want to say well done, that, I, that with uh, the, the Karima Walker that you put in there, which was a new one for me. And again, thank you for that. Absolutely lovely, beautiful voices, incredible harmonies. I was uh, like Zach. I had first listened to it on a on a speaker, a speaker that has really good. Uh, it's a Bluetooth speaker that has really good bass uh, and very good drivers on it. And I was doing laundry and there is something that she does where she introduces some very, very low bass uh subharms or something going on low and i was listening to it and i was like i feel weird and i don't know why and i stopped it to see if it was the song and i heard my my washing machine going he's like oh it's probably just my washing machine until i finally listened to it again on headphones and then i knew why i was feeling a little <laughs> weird uh, because it has this really Three creepy balance. especially in the in the in the left channel this really creeping low bass drone yeah. that uh that ultimately terminates and 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 uh resolves it's beautiful i think <clears throat> beautiful and termination the the that kind of feeling those two words together leads us perfectly into our last list which was definitely the saddest of these fucking lists zach <laughs> tell us about your list break, break it down for us man <laughs> wait a second i know that. i know it really <laughs> was me. it really was fucking sad i would i think it might have been a, a little bit sadder than i had intended but i'm a sad bastard you guys know you guys know this i keep trying to tell you <laughs> I, I love this that like about the you ultimate though, man. Absolutely I know. I, I kind of love it about myself too. Uh, so yeah. So um, the inspiration for this theme, one hundred percent, was the last song on the playlist, which is uh, "Wealth" by Talk Talk from their nineteen eighty eight album "Spirit of Eden," um, which is the reason why I was so excited that my theme got picked because it meant that I got to share this song and, by extension, the album with y'all. I'm not sure how familiar familiar either of you are with it. Talk Talk, um, you know, they had a couple of radio hits back in the 80s, and then they did, did this radical left turn into 
La La Land experimental territory. Um, when this album came out, it was one of the first albums to be labeled as post-rock before that term got co-opted by the likes of, you know, Mogwai and Explosions in the Sky. And they called it post-rock because they were like, yeah, this is kind of the next thing, right? Like, we don't know what to call this. It's it's jazz, it's rock, it's, you know, it's just all, it's new wave, it's experimental, it's all this stuff. But um, it's a really powerful album. It's a very spiritual album. It's a very intimate album. And it's a very quiet album. The rest of the songs on the album are very similar to Wealth. All the uh, instruments are very isolated and it rarely gets loud and everything kind of everybody sounds every musician sounds like they're just in a in their own little world and their music the stuff they're playing is just happening to coalesce and that song has lyrics that are this kind of powerful declaration of wanting love wanting sacred love and being willing to burn away their kind of unbounded existence in order to achieve it and I was like, well, that's a really, and I knew that this song was going to end the playlist. And I was like, okay, well, that's a really powerful way to end the playlist with that declaration. So how do I build up to that? What can I add? What, how do I, what kind of a story am I going to tell that's going to lead to that? And I was like, well, if it's going to, you know, if it's going to end on this note, which is kind of redemptive, you know, and is talking about salvation, it has to start in a place of loss of, of you know, disconnect and being adrift and, and even torment. And so um, I knew that the, in terms of structure, I kind of played around with some stuff. And then I was like, I kind of want to split this into two types. I want to I have instrumental pieces and then I want to have vocal pieces, proper songs. And I, wanna, I want the playlist to alternate back and forth between them. So, and the reason why the playlist is called Islands is that I wanted each, each song, each proper song to be an island. I wanted it to be its own little world. And the instrumental pieces are there to kind of ferry you from one island to the next. I'm so and happy I got that yeah. right. <laughs> and they, the instrumental pieces are, are kind of inheriting or taking on the qualities of whatever song they're ferrying you to or from. And so I was like, cool, well, if we're going to start, I, I wanted to open with the, the, the Cliff Martinez piece because it's this, you know, it, it, Solaris is a movie that takes place in space and, the, and that music takes on that quality of kind of the unknown. Um, and it's, it's equal parts kind of terrifying, but also beautiful. And so I kind of wanted that to act as maybe the overture for the whole playlist. Like, you know, we're going to start a dark place, but then we're going to end in a place of light. And then what better way to start off, um, a, a tormented figure than with Elliot Smith, uh, in a song about addiction. And I, I, I wanted to break it down. It's like, well, what, what do people struggle with? Right. Addiction, depression, and bad relationships. So Elliot Smith is our our expert on addiction. Nobody, nobody <laughs> wrote songs about addiction better than him. It is, it's like, it's like you're being sung a lullaby by your addiction. That's kind of how I, I, I read the song. And he's just saying, don't worry, right? Like, as long as you stick with me, you're fine. People are going to come and go, but I'll always be here. And then the Boris track, my machine is, is probably the quietest song that they, that they, that they do because they're a super loud band. Um, there's actually a 10 minute version of that song that's on, on the vinyl version of the album that I couldn't get obviously, but, um, that one, I felt like if that, you know, what does depression sound like? It probably, it, it would sound something like that because you, the instrumental pieces all have themes that just loop into each other. And that's kind of what depression is like. Your thoughts are just kind of on this endless loop and they all just kind of lead back to the beginning. And then we go into, um, headache by Liz Harris, AKA grouper, which is a song about that. I think, evokes depression in this really powerful way. The opening lyrics are amazing. Um, 
my mother once told me she walked into the ocean, didn't want to die, just couldn't tell where the horizon was. Mm-hmm. Like that is just, and it, it on two levels, like it's a beautiful evocation of depression. And it's also a, a beautiful description of how depression gets handed down from one generation to the next. Mm-hmm. Beautiful lyrics um, on this one all around. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. gorgeous lyrics. And then, so the Tom Waits track was on that list forever. And I really wanted to get rid of it because it didn't fit anywhere. It didn't fit as a follow-up, in my opinion, as a chaser for the headache song. It didn't function as a, as an intro to the next song. It was just this kind of moody jazz piece, but I just had to leave it in there. Um, if anything, well, it's, 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 I mean, it has a really nice opening. And I think that's probably the reason why I liked it because it, that's that opening really dovetails nicely with the way the previous song ends. But then we go into this just really kind of somber, moody bar tune. Um, I'm sorry, and if anything, man, I guess it's kind of a. I, I figured you would. I kind of had you in mind when I when I put it in there. Um, it is kind of a palate cleanser, right? It kind of yeah. it kind of shuffles off the the really sad deep part of the playlist and ushers you into the next track, which is uh, "Hey Jupiter." And this is the really big transitional piece here because this is a breakup song. And Tori Amos wrote this when she was uh, in the process of breaking up with her partner at the time. She was touring with. Uh, uh, under the pink and she wrote it in a hotel in phoenix and it's framed as a letter from earth to jupiter and what's interesting about that is earth and jupiter have a very interesting relationship and in that jupiter is responsible for keeping a lot of projectiles from entering our inner solar system but because of its gravitational field it can also hurl projectiles at us and so the song is hey jupiter how you doing today are you happy are you sad um, because your emotional state's going to have a real big impact on my emotional state, which I think was kind of a metaphor for the relationship she was in, which was like, she was incredibly emotionally dependent on this guy, but she eventually breaks free from him. And that was the song was her saying goodbye and realizing there, I don't have to do this anymore. And I can feel things I haven't felt yet. And so that's kind of the hopeful transition thing where she's like, okay, I'm ready to go down a different path. Um, the John Hopkins is, I love John Hopkins. He's this kind of classically trained uh, DJ, composer, producer guy. He does primarily EDM, but um, also will just kind of do an album, kind of a one-off uh, acoustic cover of one of his electronic songs. And it's usually just piano-based. And that one I just had in there because it's just piano, and we had just heard this really lovely, hushed piano song, and I kind of just wanted to continue that. And then we get to the Mahler. So this is the fourth movement from his second symphony. Um, this was originally a song that was part of a song cycle that he was writing in tandem with the symphony. And he eventually, he just decided, I'm just going to put it in, in here because it actually fits really well with the themes of the symphony, which is all about, um, you know, the suffering of man and the desire to be one with God. Um, the cool thing about Mahler and the cool thing about a lot of composers from the romantic era is that they had a, they were, there were, there were hippies, man. They had a, they had a really jive and cool relationship with God to them. God was love and forgiveness and inclusion and all these great, he was not the God of judgment. He was not the God of wrath. And so whenever they, whenever a a God motif happens in a song from that, in a a piece from that era, it is joyous and overwhelming and rapturous. And the fourth movement is really the calm before the, before that storm. It's just this quiet voice saying, I just, all I want is to be with God. I just want to be happy with him or it or whatever. And, uh, there's just been so much suffering and I just wish that I could be with God. And it starts off very somber and then becomes kind of magical, uh, kind of uh, midway through. Um, 
And so that's another kind of turning point in the, in the playlist for me. And then we do Johan Johansson, um, uh, Sparrow Alighted Upon Our Shoulder, which is from an album Orfe. This is a beautiful piece. Um, it's not from a film. It's something that he wrote just uh, as a standalone album that was inspired by the Orpheus trilogy by this French director whose name I've already forgotten. But I just think it's a wonderful final instrumental track to kind of lead us to the last um, the last song. I don't know. There's just a quality about it. And then, and then we get to Talk Talk, which is, you know, I think the Talk Talk and the Mahler work really well because they're, they're both kind of asking for the same thing. They're both kind of declaring they want the same thing, just in very different styles. Um, the lead singer, Mark Hollis. Uh, Take my freedom. Let my freedom so much need in that voice. Yeah, it's the longing. And that was the thing I wanted to touch upon with the Mahler. Um, I was a little weary of, of using that song because it was Take it is very overtly religious. But the longing in that Mahler piece is just so overwhelming. It's a very humanist um, approach to, you know, spirituality. And that's the thing that that both of those songs, I think, had in common. And so I just thought it was a good way to close it out. The leftovers for this playlist is like 30 tracks long. I auditioned so many songs for this list. And Rob, you'll be horrified to know that at one point, Nina Simone was on this list and I took her out and I knew she had a gun. I knew she had it locked and loaded. And I said, I'm sorry, girl, but you just, you just... (laughs) You just don't have it. You just don't have it for what I'm looking for. She had a gun. That's she right. had a gun. I was about to say, like, Tom, Tom Waits probably had the gun. She probably, like, handed it over to Tom this week for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on some level, also hoping that Zach survives till the point when this podcast gets published. Because Nina might still be coming for you. You never know. You know, stop. It's true. The song anyway. that you ended on was the other occurrence this week of uh because of the way we have the clip set up of both the person who made a list and the person who was pulling clips from the list chose the same thing and jose also went to to talk talk and he pulled this clip and the main reason is So, okay, all right. Uh, Jim, I might have you play some of these tracks uh, again uh, for effect. Uh, can I can I bust into the notes, the, the things, uh, into my, my talking points? Sure. Uh, God damn, this is a great list. Just, just absolutely gorgeous, man. Top to bottom. Uh, last time in the after talk that we had, I had a hard time trying to describe what it is that I dig about your list, Zach. And this is this is a prime example. It is high craftsmanship combined with artistry. The way this list is put together and flows from one to the next it is just aces. And you come with it week in, week out, half in since we started doing this this little exercise. So uh, I I hope that get that gets more specific as to what it is that I that I appreciate about your lists. This definitely a headphones uh, list. 
yeah. absolutely a headphones list. Both of them were headphones list. You guys, yeah, yeah, just outdone yourselves, both of you. I hope you're proud. Hope your mom is proud. Both of you. <laughs> I've been weeping. I've been on the verge of 10 years for 10 days, motherfucker. <laughs> for 10 days, yeah. Um, I would love to. I, I, I would like, I, I wanted. So I picked three songs from the second half of the album because the first four tracks, they're so quiet. They're so delicate that it didn't feel right to take a sample of them so that we can listen to it. I think it, those, those mm. first four songs are best experienced in context. You know, you have three beautiful tone bads, not even poems. They're bads of tone that you, you just luxuriate in. And you have the Elliot Smith for a narrative, which let's let's um, I tend to attach narrative to things just kind of like second nature. And, you know, uh -huh. you start with a track from Solaris and then later on you include something from the Resurrection Symphony. And then you wrap that up with Orpheus, and I'm thinking, okay, well, it's 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 some derivation. It's either the characters from Solaris are being you know, played with here, or we're playing with Orpheus, or or there's there's something going on here. So I kind of just kind of stuck onto that, and I felt that the Elliot Smith, uh, I knew it was about addiction, but I I just put a different meaning on it this time through, uh, uh, of of yeah. just the two of them being that close to each other. Especially if you think about the relationship between the two characters in Solaris and how, I mean, one is so depressed they're gone and then they find themselves. I'm not going to spoil that movie, those movies. I'm just going <laughs> to stop there. So you get through all of that and then you get into the Tom Waits. Uh, it, would you mind playing that again there, Jim? The, the Tom Waits? I, I don't know how many times I've listened to Swordfish Trombones. I don't know how many times I've heard this song, but that chromatic sequence at the top, it felt like the first time listening to this mm. list. So it goes on and then you get to the Mahler, which is just, just gorgeous. And, and then the transition from that into the Johansson, uh, I'm assuming, Johanssonson. I'm assuming that's the correct way to pronounce that. Um, just the way the strings in that track just pulled the ear long and, and, you know, lets the listener just bathe in the melancholy that's happening in that song. It, it is absolutely beautiful stuff. Great choice. And how that leads into the talk talk. Uh, we've listened to the tracks. I would love to just listen to that, that, uh, that bit where it goes from the the verse into the chorus uh uh the track the, the line about freedom uh create create the freedom what is it um, take my freedom take my freedom that first time through i was like at that point it's th 30 minutes of listening to everything and just kind of just letting it wash over me and just being under the influence of the music and then he hits that take my freedom that first one and my arms just goose flesh just fucking goose flesh and here we go
song wraps up you're reading the lyrics and it, it you know the statement of the things that you're willing to give of yourself in exchange for uh, something so beautiful it hurts i i i don't know i was wrecked i i was wrecked i was wrecked for like about four or five different times and uh yeah yeah well done sir well thank you done. wow thank you so much i I feel, Zach, that you have created the platonic ideal of the contemplative, pour your something, yourself something deep and brown, <laughs> find a comfortable seat with warm light, and just be alone with your thoughts style playlist. Uh, you've done something special. I'll be holding on to this one for, for a while and just pop it on whenever I want to be alone with my thoughts and, and let that shit wash over me. Uh, I, I, I'd like to basically just reflect what, what Jose said. Uh, he pretty much covered everything I could possibly say about sorry. it. I would, sorry. I, would, I would love, no, 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 man. It, it was comprehensive and, and beautiful. Oh. And that's, that's <laughs> what I needed. And I don't, I don't, you guys don't need to hear anything more from me. Um, thank you for the quiet Boris. That was mm. lovely. And I've yet to crack Boris. And I know that you love Boris. Uh, and you, you yeah. recently went and saw them in, in the Melvins together, yeah. which, uh, which I, which was I'm amazing. Kind of jealous of that, that affair. Uh, but I, I would, I'm definitely going to be uh, diving into them very, very soon. Obviously I, I appreciate the Tom Waits and, and I, I, I know what you feel that you feel that it, it is out of place. It is not. Uh, it agreed. It's it's perfect, and I think that the list would probably suffer if you hadn't if you'd found something else. I know it seems a little, it might feel a little prosaic that it's just you know a jazzy boom 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 uh, bar tune as you as you called it, but nah, man, it's so good, and I think it transitions beautifully into the Tori Amos, Hey Jupiter's, just yeah, the entire albums. I think that's yeah. I was really interested to hear what you guys i was worried initially about the theme not giving you enough information but then i was just like no it's 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 fine actually the less information i give them the better i just want to see Great. what does that word mean to them yeah um and it was really it was really just interesting for me it's like it's just pure vulnerability when i hear it well, like when artists get quiet they're they're telling you a secret yeah and they want you and, and they need somebody to confide in like that's that's how i read it Absolutely. Uh, the the uh, fact that this this set of lists coincided with Thal arriving in Seattle hard, very hard. Um, <laughs> announcing itself. Uh, I mean, Zach, your list was Seattle mostly cloudy in a playlist. It was like, it's the reason I came here. <laughs> What's what attracted yeah. me here was that vibe in this time of year. It, this playlist is Seattle incarnate. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I will ask guys, can we just do something unapologetically joyful next? <laughs> Shit, yes. <laughs> so there's got to be at least a a theme that has a possibility of a danceable number in it somewhere. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, uh, Zach, just to just to just to uh, just to close out, uh, beautiful list. The rest of it is also gold. Uh, Jose covered up covered most of what I had to say anyway. So, top marks. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you. Uh, as we start trying to uh, pull this conversation into a loose amalgamation of a conclusion, uh, <laughs> Rob, have you gamified our lists again for I, us? I have indeed. <laughs> I have. Oh, yes. oh fun. I can't wait. Okay, so uh, I suppose uh, going in order, starting with me, uh, the spiritual birthday of my of my list. Uh, if uh, listeners, if you're new, uh, I've I've taken the years of each of the release dates of our songs average them out to find the spiritual birth date of our lists. For me, it is August 7th. My list was born on August 7th, 1998 at 3.36 in the morning. Uh, during that time, I was probably plinking away heartily at my keyboard trying to write a solo show that I was uh, going to perform within the next two weeks called Uber. It was real bad. It was real bad, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. And I got to pull out a Christopher Walken impersonation, which is you know, fun. <laughs> the number one U.S. hit on that date for my list was The Boy Is Mine, Brandy and Monica, nice. which I'll take. That's I will song. take that. Good track. The U.K. number one hit song was uh, Viva Forever by Spice Girls, which I'll, I'll take as well. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't mind the Spice Girls. I am not a Spice Girls hater at all. No, nah, I mean, you can't really. I love those girls. Spice you up your you life. Can't. Indeed. Uh, we are indeed living in a spice world. Zach, the spiritual birthday for your list was March 14th, 2001 at one twelve in the morning. That's March 14th, 2001 at one twelve. What were you doing during that time? March 14th, 2001. I was probably fast asleep or uh, playing video games high and then shortly going to sleep thereafter. <laughs> So what? What's the difference between that and like end September twenty seventh, uh, two thousand twenty three? Well, I don't I don't get high nearly as much as I used to, which is a very good thing. But everything else is basically the same. Thanks, Rob. Fantastic. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, actually, Zach, you just described getting old as a nerd. Right. That's yeah. what we do. We can do it. the same things and we get less fucked up. Yep. Zach, your number one song in the U.S. was uh, Stutter by Joe featuring Mystical. Eh? I don't know that one. Never I don't, that, that, one. that one's missed nope. my radar. Uh, but Mystical. I'll you take know. it. Mystical. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the number one song in the U.K. for you was Uptown Girl by Westlife. Again, not familiar with that one. Oh, Lord. I wonder if it's a cover. Okay. Yeah, I, I do too. I'll probably be looking it up after we're done. Yeah. Jose, the birthday of your list is October 25th, 2004 at 7.25 in the, wow. in the PM. Uh, what two, were you doing October 25th, 2004? Uh, that's, that's a trip. That's two weeks after my, like literally two weeks after my birthday. So I would have been 34. I was probably in some production. What time of the morning was it? What time of day it was, was evening, it? Uh, evening, uh, seven twenty-five in the evening. So, depending on the day, it was probably rehearsing or performing. Quite likely, yeah, exactly. You're probably getting call, or you're already on stage for that. Yeah, uh, I, I will say that on March first, two thousand one, I was planning a race riot in Seattle for <laughs> place in take place on Mardi Gras. That the last Mardi Gras this town has ever seen. But that was me. Now it's now the you know, statue of limitations is done. I did it. <laughs> yes. Man, I, 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 I'm not going to turn you in. I'm not going to turn you in. Shit. Everything's coming the time, up. I probably there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the well, then uh, your your race riot would have uh, the <laughs> the theme or the the soundtrack of your race riot would have been 
the U.S. number one song, My Boo, Usher and Alicia Keys. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And if it was in the U.K., it would be Call On Me uh, by Eric Prides, which who I don't know. P-R-Y-D-S. In 2004? I thought that's, I thought that was like an 80s song. It's the it's the one that's got the music video with all the hot women working out. And it's like, Call On Me. Oh, uh, Call oh. On Me. Really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, then maybe it came back. Maybe it had a resurgence. But that, that's maybe what it came that, back. That's yeah. what the website said. I didn't do a whole lot of research. In fact, I, I completely forgot about it until about 30 minutes before showtime. So I, I really <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it could also be like one of those weird one week spikes because it was featured in some new form of media and then it all got replayed. Right. Like there's that one song that's a popular TikTok song that was from like 20 years ago that was not a hit it is now making so much damn money. Or maybe it was like the England the England national team's uh uh yeah. World Cup theme or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Totally. Anyway, those are your uh those are your birthdays. Thanks, Rob. Oh. Hell yeah. Uh, Jose, Zach, you guys got any uh, final words to wrap up uh, your experience of this set of lists and debriefs? Um, I, I think I just need to watch a Disney movie or something I, <laughs> before, I, before I go to bed tonight. I'm thinking about calling my mom, you know, just yeah. needing a hug. Yeah. Jose. I'm thinking about calling Jim's mom, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's next session. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jim's mom has got it going on. Indeed. Oh, yeah. She's actually also a uh, subscriber to the podcast and newsletter. So, hi, mom. Hi, Jim's mom. <laughs> hi, mom. Mine, mine as well. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you for joining us again for the Neil Exchange. If you're enjoying the podcast newsletter, uh, consider telling other people about it. Give us a review, drop a comment, on our Substack. tell your friends, like we want more people to listen and you know, also stay tuned because we're going to figure out how to start offering the audience a chance to give the dilettante DJs challenges with the themes as though you're not challenging each other enough. So far. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm looking forward to it. So turn into uh, for future episodes of the, the needle exchange. Okay. Give me the needle. <laughs>